The world's most advanced color correction tool for Mac just got more powerful. DaVinci Resolve from Blackmagic Design. With XML import, export, multi-layered timelines, curve grading, noise reduction, stabilization, 3D alignment, OpenCL, and more. DaVinci Resolve is available from $995. Current users can download the updates for free. And try DaVinci Resolve Lite, a reduced featured version that's still packed with power. Visit www.blackmagicdesign.com. What, in addition to the right equipment, does it take for the job of film editing? Welcome to The Cutting Room, the official podcast of AOTG.com. All right, you, we all know that NAB was last week, and I have a drive full of interviews. This is going to be the first one that I post. And it's actually with the guys from Autodesk. And I was lucky because I got to sit down with Maurice Patel, who's the entertainment industry manager, and Mark Haymaker, who's the senior industry marketing manager for the professional video section. Now, if you're wanting to see everything that Autodesk did at NAB, they have a website that you can go to and all the videos are up there. All the During NAB, they were live streaming stuff there. Tons and tons of stuff. You can go to area, so A-R-E-A dot autodesk dot com slash nab 2013 okay go check that out watch all the videos enjoy yourself and you know let them know what you're thinking if you hear anything in this interview and you have questions make sure to ask them they have a twitter account at autodesk you can also put a hashtag on it it's either hashtag autodesk underscore me or hashtag autodesk smoke all right so make sure to contact them because you know you've got awesome resources with them in their Twitter accounts. Now, during the interview, there's a slight noise around the 12, 13 minute mark. It's, it's, they had candy on the table and someone picked, there was a couple people in there and someone picked up a candy bar and unraveled it. So you'll hear that noise. There's also, there was a hum in the background, but I mixed it off a bit, but it comes in and out occasionally. I could have gotten it better for you guys, but I wanted to get this out fast. So enjoy this interview. And the next interview will be with AJA, and I'll hopefully have that up in the next three to four hours. So enjoy the interview. So, okay. Uh, so if you could tell us what's new and what's going on at Autodesk. And yeah, sure. I think, well, this show we're announcing, where we're uh, talking about four different things. We're talking about the latest in our smoke, the latest in our flame, the 2014 animation releases that we launched. Actually, we launched them virtually just a few weeks ago, but we're booting them in for the film and TV industry here at the show. We also had them at GDC for the games industry a little earlier. And, uh, and um, a partnership with Blackmagic Design. So those are kind of the four big news items. And the, uh, like the smoke and flame, are you also going to talk about the creations? Yeah, the entertainment, that's the yeah. 2014 animation yeah. okay, good. Yeah. yeah, So it's the entertainment creation suite as well as the individual products themselves. Yeah, because yeah. that, was, that was one of the things I was going to ask you about. So yeah. Let's start off with smoke and I'll hand over to Mark sure. Hamaker to kind of tell us about what, you know, what, what happened since last NMB when we came and showed a prototype of this product yeah. and made an <laughs> announcement and then a whole lot of things happened yeah. to get us to here. <laughs> yeah, so I mean it's been a it's been a, a big year since last NAB. So yeah, we announced Smoke last year and it was one of the one of I'd like to say the biggest news of the show. It was probably one of the biggest <laughs> news announcements of the show. And then we did our pre release trial which uh, was was really a lot uh, a lot bigger than we had anticipated. So we wound up reaching tens of thousands of people. Uh, we didn't um, actually ship smoke until December, so it's essentially a new release that we're showing here at the show. And we've had a couple of service packs since then to fix bugs and improve stability and performance. So, so we're pretty excited about that. Um, I think what's been great about smoke 
is that we've been talking to a lot of new people. And just to give you an example, one of the we we you know we were doing some surveys with people that had downloaded the trial, and we were really stunned to find out like almost 40% are saying that they'd never used Autodesk software before. So not 3ds Max, not any previous versions of Smoke or Maya or anything. So that was cool, and that was good for us because we knew we were reaching a lot of new people. Um, and it really led to what's probably the big news for Smoke here at the show, which is what we've been trying to do is log feature requests and talk to people about what they need and, and how they're working. And, and overwhelmingly, whether it was the number one feature request, it was certainly one of the most vocal things that people asked for was, we need this to work with, uh, with Blackmagic technology. Um, and we announced that we partnered with Blackmagic to look at, at those workflows with Smoke specifically. And we're not actually showing functionality or features at the show, but uh, you know we anticipate being able to uh, to integrate that so that you know we don't want to limit people. So we still AJA is a great option, you know, and all that's still there. Support for that absolutely, but we don't want to limit people just because they're using Blackmagic cards. And also, Blackmagic's a, a really interesting company. They've been a lot of fun to work with, um, you know, leading up to the show, and we think they're doing some great stuff. So we're hoping that this partnership, you know, starts with some video I/O technology, but hopefully it'll lead to some interesting things uh, down the road. So. Well, what's fascinating about the way you did the release, because it was you could get trials and yeah. thirty days at a time, but you gave like it was several months before the official. Yeah, basically get. from from uh, from about June to the middle of December, mm -hmm. you had a fully functioning version of Smoke that you could use. Now we were iterating it as we went along to, to add, you know, because we had to kind of finish the product. We had it, it in a beta state, I think, at NAB, and then we kind of moved it through. Um, and and that was a really interesting lesson as well because. People liked being, they liked seeing how quickly we were able to change and update and address things. You know, and some things were, were things we knew we needed to fix before we released it, like, you know, at first some of the I.O. features were not quite there, but other things were, you know, especially around the new editorial features and functionality in Smoke, people would say, oh, I like it better if it did this, or I want the snap functionality to work this way, and we were able to kind of address that and update. So, you know, one of the things we want to do going forward, and, and we will do, is be a little more agile in how we get stuff out there. So we'll still have big, you know, point releases, numbered version releases that have but features. They tend them. to be rollups of yeah. all the things that you know we, we do. And then the 2014, which is kind of what we do in the animation, we do these extensions, yeah. and then we do a rollup release, which is all the extensions plus a bit more. So yeah, the, the other thing we're doing too, and um, it's very uh, applicable and for your audience is we we did our first ever editor advisory council meeting. Uh, and what we did is, this was an NDA session, so we were able to show some future yeah, technology. Yeah. Here at NAB, it was yesterday, yeah. last night. Um, got about 20, 25 sort of influential editors, people um, who had used the product, who had opinions on it. Some of them weren't even on Smoke customers, but they are you know, very much an expert on editing, and showed them you know, what we're working on in the immediate future, but then also wanted to validate some directional ideas, because that's the other learning, and it's pretty obvious, but I think a lot of manufacturers forget you can't can't always dictate what your customers are going to want. You really have to, to work with them, and I think more than ever now. And also, you know, like, look, how many cameras did Blackmagic announce the other day? How many new formats are there on the show floor this year? So if you don't iterate quickly and, and kind of work to make sure that you know, we can't do everything at once, so let's do the most important things, let's do it in the right order, and hopefully we'll, you know, we'll keep this momentum that we've gotten with Smoke because, I mean, it's tremendous. People are excited. Excited organize all that information because just thinking like, through the website we'll get you know tons of emails yeah like yeah. can you add this and it's, it's, a, it's, have, and it's like okay i it's, can but it's going to take me a yeah month it's, to it's a challenge it's the good and the bad um, but but you know our qa teams and our and our our, our uh, product management teams 
they actually love it. It's mm -hmm. funny, when the pre-release trial was coming to an end in December, they're saying, oh, but what about all that feedback we were getting? So like, that's why we're, we're doing things like the Editor Advisory Council. Um, also, you know, we still have a 30-day trial of smoke that people can try. But we have systems internally that we use where yeah. the data is entered and that allows the engineers to create priority lists to prioritize yeah. soil filters. So there's a database of the... So, uh, and, but like users can still, like there's a way... For that's not visible to yeah. the users. Yeah. Yeah. What I mean, like they can still get to you guys yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we, you know, we monitor all the forums. Like, yeah. you know, like we're very engaged. Cause we, I mean, we have the whole area which we created to engage with that community, and we try and engage and discuss and talk. Uh, we read other forums. There's different people, different types. So the information's picked up in many different areas. Uh, and you know, some you know, like for example, I, I might be reading a forum, and most of the time I'll ignore most of the feedback unless I see something which I think is really, really pertinent. But then there are other people doing the same thing. So. But that, I mean, that's not necessarily very structured. We don't have a team that goes out and just scours the yeah. forums, but yeah. people are engaging with the communities in many different ways, and we encourage people to engage with the communities, people to blog, people to yeah. talk. Many of our uh, like product managers blog, and then they have interaction with customers directly through their blogs. And so we basically, it's kind of, you know, social media, you can't really yeah. control. You have to encourage yeah. people to want to engage, and when they engage, they do engage, and then information starts to burn exchange and it might not always be as structured as you want and for sure sometimes things fall through the cracks but but it's been good I mean it's 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 the good problem to have right too much information and too much feedback and the, the other thing that's been great is we've actually so last year we announced smoke and I feel like we spent NAB talking about it and showing it to people and saying this is great you're gonna be able to use this soon and now this year most of our presentations are from people who have created content in smoke which is always like Jeremy Hunt. yeah Jeremy well Jeremy is a great example there's also a short film rep 5091 that I, I somebody else I found on Twitter who just had tweeted said I'm finishing my film project in smoke during the pre-release trial yeah. so I was like oh DM me your information and we're hearing about all kinds of stuff it's really um, it's really good it, it's a lot of fun you know you, you, you put something out there and there's nothing more satisfying than seeing what people do with it now Autodesk is a huge well, yeah. I don't want to say huge company but like they have a wide range sure. like all the way from engineering yeah. tools to animation to editing. Yeah. So how does something like that? Plus consumer now. Yeah. Consumer. Well, I'm just thinking because I, I was talking about Autodesk with my wife and her sister's like, I, she uses the engineering stuff. Yeah. And so, and I didn't really even think about that end, but how do those two, like, do they sort of influence each other in any way or do they Do they increasingly cross pollinate? It's true. I mean, yes, to a certain extent. I mean, ultimately, I mean, if you think about Autodesk, the reason we rebranded was essentially coming to, to, to find our identity, so to speak. I mean, Autodesk started as a CAD company expanded out of architecture into manufacturing into infrastructure to media and entertainment spent you know 30 years building 10 million professional users and then spent the last couple of years adding 100 million consumers with social cam instructors and that so and and generally many of the other many of the product brands were better known like AutoCAD or Maya or, or you know Smoke or Flame these product brands are better known than Autodesk itself and so so, so one of the things we, so as the company kind of restructured recently, what it did was it tried to, to kind of break down the silos of the divisions. We used to be divisions. We were the M&E yeah. division. They were the manufacturing. So those divisions don't exist anymore. And that's helping us, you know, A, be a little bit more collaborative. I mean, a lot of the consumer technology has deep roots in M&E because, hey, it's entertaining, yeah? So, so there, there, are, there are, I mean, but we're still in the formative, you know, those relationships are just beginning to, 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 to blur, but... But 
obviously the professional solutions are still very focused on professional solutions. There's definitely big initiatives of, of kind of taking you know visualization tools from M and E into other industries, and so we do work together to make sure that the portfolio we present to our customers in the professional space is as good as it can be yeah. from all the technologies we have. You know, some a lot of tech. We're actually a good incubator for technology for a lot of Autodesk products. Like, we acquired a, 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 visual, a visual effects company, RealViz, that's part of uh, that, that was released as technology for consumers as One Two Three D Catch. Uh, is re is released. We announced now is a, is a professional solution called Recap. That professional solution is designed to work as well for media and entertainment customers as for manufacturing customers. So, yeah, it's. But obviously, the core products are still very focused on the professional needs yeah. of their user base. Which but that's makes sense. And, yeah. and Suites was a big thing. Like, if I had an M&E technology and I want to get into manufacturing, how do I do that? Well, Suites was a platform for being able to do that. Okay. And you're talking about the creative suite. And the design yeah. suites as well, yeah. All these suites, there's the plant design, factory design, all the, and not just design, but showcase and a bunch of other technologies that originated from M&E. Yeah, the other thing that's interesting that we're seeing now, and I'll speak specifically to Smoke, I keep bringing the conversation back to Smoke, but uh, no I'm an editor, so yeah. I like to talk about Smoke. But we've seen some interesting cases where Mercedes-Benz, their in-house corporate unit, um, was looking at Smoke just because they were interested in the product from, you know, these guys are great editors, they have all the different tools, but it was interesting for them that, you know, they use a lot of the Autodesk design tools throughout their pipeline, and they have things like CAD data coming from a manufacturing process for a car, and what's interesting is as, you know, their timelines are getting tighter, they have less and less access to, to different automobiles and different things for doing their running footage every year, and they were really excited to say, you know, it didn't, that's not why they bought Smoke, but that's certainly the connection to the broader Autodesk portfolio was very interesting to them. So, so it's, it's it's cool that we're starting to see a lot more of that, as Maurice, Maurice said, cross-pollination. Now, uh, I know you can't really tell us what's going on with Blackmagic, but what are, like, you're wanting more integration. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, well, I mean, I think you know, if you read the press release that, we, that uh, Blackmagic put out, you know, we want to look at workflows using the, the capture cards and the Thunderbolt devices. I mean, I, as I said, that was what people were asking to have for support. So that'll certainly be somewhere we look. But I mean, Blackmagic makes a lot of stuff. They do a lot of things. They do a lot of really interesting things. So I think there's a, I think this will be a nice partnership, a good company to, to work with going forward. And they're just one of, you know, many partners. We work with lots of different partners, but, uh, but we're excited about it. I mean, uh, we were saying that last year the news was Autodesk, you know, with Smoke and Blackmagic with the camera. And, you know, I think it's cool that now we're actually working together on this. Well, it was that, yeah, last year was a very interesting sort of like out of nowhere or out of left field. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was an out of Comments left field. Comments by, you know, Autodesk and uh, uh, Black Magic and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it, it's, well, so you can't do that every year. Yeah, we keep reminding people that Smoke really just shipped at the end of last year, so it is uh, yeah. it is new. And, and like I said, you're going to see more and more updates. I think that it's the reality of the market, and I think and it's not just Autodesk. Lots of manufacturers are doing that. They're realizing that you have to iterate a lot a lot quicker now. Yeah. Now, what about the, the creation suite? What can you tell okay. us about the animation? Oh, so, well, yeah, so, well, there's kind of a lot of things about the entertainment creation suite, but it, it actually might be interesting to take a little step back, because there's no secret that some of the churn that the industry's been going through in the last uh, last year with Rhythm and Hughes and you know, EA and THQ and so I think there's, there's there's a lot of challenges in the industry when it comes to high budget production and uh, one of the reasons we introduced the suites was we started seeing this several years ago and we started seeing that the, the workflows were becoming more and more complex 
people needed to do more and more and they needed to do it faster and the budgets were increasing and there was huge margin pressure. So we said, look, we need to try and make the workflows efficient. We can't solve all the problems, but we can at least try and make the workflows efficient, make it a little bit more cost effective to tie the bits of the pipeline together. And that's why Suites kind of was a big strategy. But underlying Suites was FBX. For Suites to work, we needed a, a open 3D data exchange format. So we invested a lot of money into making that a robust format, not only for us, but a completely open one for third parties. So it's supported by all the game engines, including all the proprietary game engines of our customers, because it's open, they can integrate it into their technology. So it means you can export directly into things like uh, Unity or Unreal. But the idea being is that this benefits everyone, including our big customers. It was developed to build workflows that are more efficient, easy to use, more plug and play for our big customers. But even students now can use these technologies to put out put out things quickly. So we've really been focusing on, you know, create, improving that that workflow for customers. And the suites have been a lot about that. And and basically, it's it, because FBX is open, it can go not into any third party. Any 3D application can write to any 2D application using FBX and that. So we use it to you know bring the data into Flame and Smoke, but it's also used to load uh, into Nuke or, and a bunch of other uh, you know solutions out there. There's only basically one vendor who doesn't support FBX. The the other thing that uh, we uh, that we really focused on, on on suites was you know in terms of there's two big areas. The first one we did was character animation, and this came out of the work we did on Avatar, making sure we had the motion capture workflow from Motion Builder into Maya, really down pat so that it can do really good performance and motion, motion capture. The one we've really focused in the 2004 is the modeling workflow. And, and that was the, a big focus for the 2014 release here. What we, we did several things. We're we launching a new service called Recap. Recap is now about reality capture. It allows you to take photos, send them off. It's a cloud-based service. So, so anyone, it, the reason we put it on the cloud is computationally expensive. So make it, you know, you don't need a render farm to basically to process this. You can, essentially anyone can do it, but on the cloud now, because they don't have to invest a lot of money in the processing part of it. So you take photos, it creates a very detailed 3D model that you then you can bring in and in order that to, for that to work in production you now need to optimize that model. So we introduced retopology toolset into Mudbox 2014 so you can take that model, clean it up, remove any gaps, fix any you know glitches in the, in the, in the automated process that's done on the cloud and also re reduce the polygon count so it's actually manageable in the animation pipeline. We've also added new modeling tools in Maya, again, to again make, make the modeling process really efficient. Max already had a very powerful modeling tool set, so now across the board the modeling tool set has become much more sophisticated, interconnected, and allows you to, to go beyond just you know, you know, standard modeling into also the integration of reality capture into the modeling workflow. So it's the same thing in the animation. We work heavily on the animation rigging, rigging part of our thing, so you can build great animation, but then also worked extensively recently on the, on the performance capture. So whether you create it or you capture it, both for animation and for modeling, those are those, those, that's really fleshing out that workflow and making that much more plug and play than it used to be the, and, and trying to bring the, 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 the basically make it so that for a user whether you decide you want to create something from scratch or, or bring in something from the real world those could be equally good bases equally integrated equally easy to uh, to use and so bringing the real world and the and the, and, 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 the, and the creative world together so to speak and so so that was a focus uh, a strong focus for this release the other big focus for the for the 2014 suites is we've really improved the viewport capabilities of both Max and Maya to support next generation shading, and so all of them have been updated with DirectX 11 support, so that you can basically use any uh, HLSL shader within those ports, and you can have much more on-target 
uh, viewport capabilities so that what you see in the viewport is much, much, much more close to what you'll get in the game engine. That's again to reduce the iteration where you create something, send it over to the guys, they integrate it into the game, doesn't look right, doesn't, doesn't quite make it. So you now have to go back into the 3D DCC app and do it, and, and that constant to and fro can be reduced significantly if what you're doing in the DCC app is uh, much, much more on target to the game engine. So, and that was a big feature. It was, re was requested from our top-end accounts, but actually it's going to benefit everyone. It's the same thing as the performance capture we originally developed for Avatar, yeah, with James yeah. Cameron, and he threw a lot of money at making that work, but we were able, as being part of that process, to understand it. The same thing as working with Sony and Microsoft, who are big clients of ours, you know, we get early access to what they're trying to, the problems they're trying to solve, let's put it that way. So, uh, so being able to have that insight and then build technologies to make their lives easier, but it just makes everyone's life easier down the road, yeah, because it becomes productized in our products and available to everyone. So, th so that's a large part of what we've been doing on the 2040. There's some other capabilities in the suite. We added a, 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 a very popular but kind of curious tool to Maya. It was available. There were some free plugins and other plugins that did this in Maya, but they weren't really deeply integrated. So we added a tool into Maya which is called the Grease Pencil. And that's really just for animation markup. So, so you know, an animation is wrong, you can basically, rather than try and fix the animation if you're reviewing it or, or write some, you know, trying to write, you can actually sketch the way the animation path should be or whatever and do that much more quickly, send it back for a revision. So oh, wow. stuff like that. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, guys, for letting me interview. So that was my interview with Autodesk. I'd like to thank Mark and Maurice. Uh, I'd like you to check out the uh, Autodesk site, so area.autodesk.com slash nab2013. Enjoy your week, and we'll have the AJA interview up in the next couple of uh, hours. I'm Gordon Burkell. Thanks for listening.